Welcome to the Toka Backstage Podcast. Join Toka's Executive Director, Chris Wolf, in conversations with the artists and people behind the scenes of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation's performances and events. Welcome to another edition of Toka Backstage. This is Chris Wolf, the Executive Director of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation. It is my extreme pleasure to have Scott Bruce with me this morning. Um, Scott is the uh, star and creator, I guess, of Shake, Rattle, and Roll, which will be on Saturday, October 1st at 8 o'clock at the Armstrong Theater. Uh, Scott, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. Hi, Chris. The pleasure is mine. Thanks for having me. So uh, before we started this, you had mentioned that you have a, a connection to the South Bay. Absolutely. Yes. My wife and I now live in Palm Springs, but I lived in Playa del Rey for many years. And my wife worked at Little Company of Mary in Torrance. And wow. so we with Torrance and the South Bay. And uh, so it'll, it, it'll be like coming home. And I, I look forward to it. Great. Awesome. So um, my, my first question is, uh, why Elvis? You seem like a young man who, who, who may have missed that, uh, the whole bit. I mean, my mother was a big Elvis fan, but you, you seem a little too young for that. Well, I always loved rock and roll, uh, 50s rock and roll, 60s rock and roll, always a fan. And uh, really, it was in the 80s when there was kind of a resurgence of interest in rockabilly music, thanks to groups like the Stray Cats, um, the Polecats, there was just this renewed interest in rockabilly. And that led me to rediscover, you know, what those guys were listening to. And of course, all roads lead back to Elvis. And, and though I was always a, an Elvis fan with this renewed interest in Elvis, I, I just found his music and his, his career, his life to be very fascinating. And that's really kind of where it started for me. Interesting. So, um, so you, but you said you were Elvis fan. When did you uh, discover Elvis? Well, I, I was aware of Elvis my whole life. I mean, uh, you know, his music is everywhere. Whether you know, young people these days, whether they're aware of it or not, Elvis is everywhere. <laughs> and uh, I just, uh, it was so. I always liked Elvis and fifties music, but like I said, it. Around the mid '80s, I just I just developed a new interest in Elvis, and I read a lot about him. I watched the movies. I read. A, I watched a lot of documentaries, and 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 I'm also uh, I've been a lifetime musician. And um, around that time, uh, I had the classic '80s mullet haircut with the Captain Kirk sideburns, and. <laughs> um, being a, a newly uh, 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 having newly discovered rockabilly and 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 became and after becoming interested in Elvis, really interested in Elvis, I changed the hairdo to the classic '50s pompadour, and it was then that people said, uh, "You know, you kind of look like him," <laughs> and I really didn't think much about that part of it until I moved to California from Moscow, Idaho, and I found the, um, uh, the cost of living slightly different. And that led me to 
um, think of ways that I could supplement what little income there was coming in. And that sort of that was sort of the beginning of putting together a, a tribute show. Nice. So, so I, I also want to give. It's interesting because I, I we we obviously present a lot of tribute shows. Um, we had one once where uh, there was a, a gentleman who did Johnny Cash, who was excellent. Um, but in talking to him, he was. It was like that's all he did. He was just. Johnny Cash. So he didn't no other musical pursuits. But I noticed that I know that you're also a songwriter and have have um, done other things musically um, and an actor because I understand that you were also on Days of Our Lives and Bold and the Beautiful. Yes, and and uh, recently, actually, I appeared in the season two finale of um, The Flight Attendant, which was a whole lot of fun, but. I, I'm a drummer first musically, but um, I've always been a guitar player as well. And so I, I definitely have musical interest outside of the Elvis act. Um, but I think that, that the musical background is what helped me with d develop my Elvis act because I, being a musician first, uh, I think in some cases, uh, and I can only speak for myself, but it would seem that some people would put a, a tribute show together and then maybe look into the musical aspect of it. So I was a musician before the starting the Elvis act. <laughs> and do you think too, though, that that was sort of, um, I mean, I, I, true confession time. I, I know, I know, Obviously, I know Elvis's music. I know I've seen most of his movies. I, I'm not a huge fan, not like my mother, but do you think that Elvis's truest talent was the fact that he was a musician and a, and a singer, a performer, and then he just sort of got caught up in sort of the Hollywood machine? Well, um, Elvis was a stylist. Uh, he... And, and, and he was a better guitar player than I think he uh, was getting for uh, his style of guitar playing. He was very percussive and it was very uh, important to the sound of his music. But um, it, it seems that I, and when Elvis started uh, making records, you know, what was happening was just something that that was that occurred naturally just within him. He just had something very special. But I think with the movies and with as he evolved into the Vegas show, the the costuming became um, a little more uh, flashy. He it seems that Elvis's image kind of evolved into into something that I would uh, consider like kind of a caricature of Elvis. He almost became a caricature of it, of himself. Uh, near the end of his career, like for example, the exaggerated collars and 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 you know the exaggerated sideburns and things like that, and that's just a matter of opinion, of course. But but really, at the core of it, Elvis had something very special, and uh, because of Elvis, popular music changed course, and you know many people believe that rock and roll was born uh, on that 
that day, January 5th, 1954, when Elvis, uh, Scotty Moore, and Bill Black recorded That's All Right, Mama. So uh, as I babble, uh, Elvis's career took a, an interesting course that sometimes may have been beyond his control, but really at the, the core of it, Elvis um, really made a very important contribution to uh, music and popular culture. It's interesting that, because you mentioned uh, sort of uh, Elvis becoming sort of a character of himself, caricature of himself. I am I always sort of saw it as as the times because obviously when he first started out, the the denim, the the suits, uh, the things that the young Elvis wore were sort of popular of that time. But then I guess when you sort of fast forward into the seventies, eighties. Um, I mean, I, I, I wore big, you know, lapels and, you know, just sparkly stuff too, but it's kind of like the, that was sort of the, I guess the appropriate fashion of the time. I mean, I, I, I dare to say what he would be wearing if he was still performing today. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't be, it would be of what was popular during the time. Right. I mean. Right. And it's interesting to think about that. And, you know, on it's, it's interesting also to wonder how you know fashion evolves like that uh did did the artist um kind of set a trend um i do know that uh i've read that elvis was kind of self-conscious about his neck so he flipped his collar up to kind of his collars up to kind of hide what he thought was sort of a gangly neck but then that became kind of a fashion thing or he moved his belt buckle sideways so he didn't scratch the back of his guitar. And then suddenly teenagers are wearing their belt buckle slightly to the side. Uh, so I, I don't, it's interesting to consider how, you know, fashion evolves like that, but, but you're right. You know, he had to roll with the times. Um, he, he had to be relevant uh, with his music and, and with his look, of course. And, um, by the 70s, uh, a lot of artists, I mean, Tom Jones, the Osmonds, the Jacksons, it seems David Cassidy, everybody was. Uh, thankfully, <laughs> in a matter of opinion, thankfully, that was just short lived uh, trend. <laughs> I, I think that opinion is shared by a great many people. <laughs> it's like I wouldn't want to go back there to save my life. Um, so what what. I'm curious though, when you've, because uh, you obviously had this desire to be a musician, a performing musician, a songwriter. Um, once you got caught up in in doing the Elvis thing, was it just because it it sort of skyrocketed and took you along with it, or was it something that you then said, no, this is something I really want to pursue? Well, uh, and that's a great question. Um, to this day, I, I still love making music in many forms. I, I write, uh, I love uh, playing the drums, but uh, Elvis, uh, this show that we do is, is my primary uh, bread and butter. And so when, when I really started actively pursuing it, it really was a sideline, but it, it, but it really did evolve. Before I knew it, I was traveling all over the world and all over the country um, doing his shows and doing this show. And 
and also discovering that Elvis's appeal is certainly worldwide. And, and so it was not intended to be my full-time job, but it has become my full-time job for which I'm extremely grateful. <laughs> I love the music. I love celebrating it with people who love it as much as I do. And of course, with my bandmates and, uh, you know, uh, what's that, that expression life happens while you're busy making plans. Yeah. Uh, I, but I, again, you know, I am just extremely grateful. I love what I do. And, uh, do you, I'm just curious for your, uh, for your songwriting stuff, do you, uh, still produce your, your own music? Not to the degree that I would like to, and that I should, um, I have been jokingly been getting ready to get ready to make a record, but I have, you know, hundreds of songs ready to go. And, uh, I, I admit that I have not been as active with my own music as I would like to, but uh, I, I'll, you know, I'm reminded right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, and I only bring it up just because I mean I'm I'm always curious about the arc of a of a performer's career, and 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 uh, I mean I I agree it's it's. Uh, like you said, you know, life happens while you're busy making plans. I mean, I'm I'm busy, you know, hiring artists to perform where I would love to be producing and directing myself. So it's like I totally get that. But I I especially for you know um, artists such as yourself who obviously have this immense talent, um, and and they just are are um, like I said, busy doing their thing. Uh, but I'm always curious as to what other things they have planned or lined up where, where, where they, where they're, they hope to be. Sure. And, 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 uh, and we all, yeah, have that. And, and uh, I really do aspire beyond Elvis. Um, but I just think of it. I feel like I just have the world's greatest day job. Um, and, and so I, 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 I will, I believe that I will get to uh, the recording uh, when I can and when the time is right. But in the meantime, you know, you never know when an inspiration will hit. And, you know, uh, so I'll just keep creating music. And one day I hope to be able to share it. <laughs> well, and I, I hope you will let us uh, help you share it at some point. Um, I'm one of the things that, uh, that the organization, the Tor Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation does is we always uh, help nurture up and coming performers. We like to encourage, um, you know, talented performers. We have a thing called South Bay's Got Talent where we, um, you know, people, uh, young performers compete for uh, prizes. And I always like to ask people that I, that I talk to, what, what advice do you give young people coming to you saying, what should I do? How, how do I break into the business? Um, that's a good question too. The the important thing, of course, uh, I would tell any young person is um, if they if they love if if they're passionate about it, never give up and and always pursue it because it is it is worth it. Um, but sometimes the uh, most direct route from point A to point B might not be might not always be a straight line. Um, and I will give you a perfect example of that. Um, 
in the early 90s, having moved to um, L.A., I listened to Mark and Brian on KLOS uh, pretty much daily. And they were big Elvis fans, and they talked about Elvis a lot. And um, around the anniversary of Elvis's passing, they, they talked, they were doing a lot of Elvis-themed content in their show. And so I uh, had not really put my act together. My uh, Well, I still don't have my act together. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I had not put my Elvis show together, but I was kind of working on it. And I decided I got to muster the courage to get gussied up as Elvis from the 50s with my guitar. I showed up at KLOS at 7.30 in the morning. I went to the guard shack and I said, and he said, can I help you? And I said, uh, I'm here to see Mark and Brian. And the guard uh, called Mark and Brian and said, um, uh, guys, uh, Elvis is here to see you. And they said, well, if Elvis is here, you better send him in. And uh, I went in there and suddenly I'm in the control room of KLOS standing there with Mark and Brian who I'd listened to since moving to California. And we spent the whole morning talking about Elvis, singing songs. Uh, at this point, I had roommates. I didn't tell them what I was going to do, but they all listened to Mark and Brian and they all heard it. And uh, at the end of my visit with them, they announced my home phone on the air. Yikes. Uh, when I... When I got home, uh, the phone rang, and it was one of my roommates who could not believe what I had done that morning. And he said, uh, you know, Mark announced our, our phone number on the air, and we probably will be getting some calls, but there's something wrong with the answering machine. You might want to look at it. Well, the reason why the answering machine wasn't working was because the tape was full, um, I had about 30 calls and uh, some of those calls uh, were, were, were not uh, work-related opportunities <laughs> just because uh, it, the phone number on the air, people just call a number. But some of the, those phone calls were legitimate work opportunities that came from that visit to Mark and Brian. And each one, one of those job opportunities led to another job opportunity uh, and networking. And before I knew it, it was my full-time job. I had to, I had to quit my, the job that I had because that led, that changed the course of my life. And I'm sorry that it took a half hour for me to tell you that, but again, sometimes the uh, line from point A to point B is, is, uh, not a, necessarily a direct line. And so I would say to young people, so you have a dream, what are you going to do about it? And you know, that that's, uh, that's a great story. And that's, that is so true. It's like, you have to sort of make your own opportunities sometimes. And I think that, that your, your, um, I, I don't know if it's a whim or just the, the, uh, gumption to do that is is perfect to to have you know 
to any performer or anybody in general. I mean, I think that's a great life lesson, period. Thank you. And that was the curious thing I ever did. Uh, and and um, and after that, I, I kind of, in a way, became fearless. I, I had done the scariest thing there ever was. And so everything else was easy. <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, uh, true. Anytime somebody, anytime you take the um, onus to do something sort of way outside your comfort zone, and if you succeed, that just gives you, you know, I guess more nerve to sort of t tackle the next thing, the next big giant. Um, that's awesome. That's a great story. So yeah, I, I, I understand also you were in uh, music videos with uh, Faith Hill and one for Faith Hill and one with Cheryl Crow. Um, also Tasman Archer, who was a, a European artist, uh, and that was for MTV Europe. And, and again, all of those opportunities, uh, came my way, uh, you know, through agent representation, which came from the Mark and Brian show. And I was a regular after that on the Mark and Brian show. We did a lot of stuff together. Um, they called me Scotty, the Elvis guy. <laughs> uh, but yes. And, and, and each one of those, yeah, and that's how and that's how that grows. Each job opportunity, uh, it, it leads to networking and and future work opportunities, and um, and so yeah, those are those are fun and uh, so many stories. And I don't know what kind of time you have, but um, right after I did the Cheryl Crow video, um, it uh, it was it was called um, Leaving Las Vegas. It was from her debut debut album. Uh, there were multiple Elvis guys in that video, but they got some close-up shots of me. And right around that time, I booked a commercial and a tour in Finland. And so uh, the night that I arrived in Helsinki, I got to my hotel and I was still pretty awake. And I was in awe of the fact that I was in Europe for the first time. And it was because of the Elvis act, excuse me. Uh, I, I went to the bar of the hotel. I sat at the bar and I, I was the only person there and I looked up and there was that Cheryl Crow video on MTV Europe and wow. there, and I, and I couldn't believe that I was in Europe and I was seeing myself on television, but I said to the bartender, Hey, that's me. And he looked at me and rolled his eyes and said, yeah, right. And that story great because he didn't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> now, did did I understand you correctly that that because of the Mark and Brian thing, you got uh, your representation? Yes, uh, yes, uh, I found an agent uh, and a variety of agents actually, agents who who booked uh, live concerts, agents who booked TV and film and things like that, and so it. it opened a lot of doors and, and uh, uh, years after Mark and Brian uh, went their separate ways, Mark Thompson uh, came back to LA and did a show uh, called Mark in the morning. And he called me up and invited me on a show. And it was really fun to be able to just thank him and to tell him what an impact uh their help uh, had on my life uh and uh it's pretty pretty amazing uh, i i i think about it often and and i i i can't say 
often enough how grateful I am for for what I do. It really is fun. Sure. Well, you know, it's it's funny that I mean, the Mark and Brian show was like a, a major thing, but I don't think they could do that now. I mean, I don't I don't know of a radio show that is as successful because now there's YouTube and Pandora and all the other apps, I guess. So there's not there's really not that those personalities on the radio as much. I, I yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Times have certainly changed. Uh, it is uh, it is just so different uh, out there now. Uh, but um, Mark and Brian, you know, they existed when. You know, Rick Dees and Mark and Brian and, and Stern and, you know, there were these these big personalities on the air that, you know, had huge, uh, you know, listenership, if that's a word. Yeah. And I don't know if that exists now, but yeah, that you're right. That is a good point. There's just there's so much other so many different uh ways for people to be amused <laughs> I know. well it's that it's that dreaded word content everybody seems to have to make content and i don't it's like to me there's nothing like um well for me personally there's nothing like going to see a live show i mean i think if you if you're not seeing a live performance but just sitting in front of a computer screen it's it's sort of not you're missing the boat well, I, I can't agree with you more. And, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I, I wish I uh, had more, uh, more facts. I would think that as long as human beings have existed, one human being has stood in front of other human beings and in, in, in some way, some form or another, has strived to entertain them on some level. And so live performance, I would say, goes back to, you know, the, the beginning of the existence of human beings. And it's really important. And, you know, it, it uh, for so many, just the experience, as we know, uh, of, of a live performance, you know, being with others um, and, and, you know, making connections and, and just giving people the opportunity and particularly these days, just escapism, just, uh, um, just, a two hours of forgetting about everything else that's going on in the world and just having a, a really nice experience that that's, that's really important. Yeah. I, I, I would venture to agree with you. I, I, that, you know, since the dawn of time, I'm, I am sure that Adam had, some routine that he would perform for Eve just to keep her entertained. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, he, maybe there were more than, than, than one apple that he pulled off of the, <laughs> there you the, go. the forbidden fruit. And maybe, uh, yeah, look at me. Maybe, yeah. Who, uh, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, uh, Scott, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I just want to remind people that again that it's uh, Shake Rattle and Roll. Um, it's kick. It's one of the shows kicking off our season. It's October first at eight o'clock at the James Armstrong Theater. Uh, Scott and his band will be performing the young Elvis, not the old. So you you'll miss the big lapels, but you'll get the hip shaking, right? Yes, and thank you, Chris. And and the important thing is. You know, we, it is all about the music for us. Um, we, we, it's really important that we 
shift the focus away from that caricature that I was talking about earlier, that the, 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 the karate chops, the thank you very much, that, that people kind of associate with an Elvis show. We really like to shift the focus back to what made Elvis so special in the first place, and that is the music. It's all about the music. I play with a group of guys who care about the quality and the authenticity of Elvis's music as much as I do. And, and that's really what this show is about. Well, and I, I think you're right. I, you know, that's awesome because I think, again, people do get caught up in that. I mean, it's like every movie that sort of has a, an Elvis in it has the white jumpsuit with the sparkly things and the sideburns, like you said, it's, but his, his whole persona is in the music and, 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 you know, his upbringing, where he came from. You know, uh, so I, I do hope people will come and, and just, like you said, escape for two hours. Yes, indeed. Well, we sure look forward to it. And I thank you for your time. Uh, we're, it's going to be a fun night. Uh, if, if I could sum it up in one word, I would say fun would be that word. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're looking forward to it. Thanks so much. All the best.